mean, maybe she's got something else on. You never know. Oh, it says connecting. Hello. Hello. It said you were unable to join. I was like, sorry, guys. She's got other shit on. She's not coming. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not coming to the party. You know, you know, it's just I thought about it and I thought I'd just sit here with my mulled cider, which I forgot to put sugar in. So it tastes a bit weird. Ugh. Well, cider's sweet anyway. Isn't it all right? Right. So, uh, it's not delicious. Not delicious. Well, you've got mold. It's cider. not delicious. Uh, it's not actually delicious, which is what it should be. You've got mold cider. Oh, hang on. In all of this, am I still recording? Yes, I'm still recording something else. God, too many technical things going on. <laughs> I wish I had another device to take for because I can see my face three times. I can see it on the live stream. I can see it on my phone. I can see it on my computer where I'm recording it on everything. <laughs> Like, hi, everybody, on all the cameras. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Mm. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, my camera's angled down a bit. You can't see my hat. I'm a skeleton pirate. And and, and what's Katie? A basic bitch? I mean, which? <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a witch, but I've got spidery eyes. Ooh. Some very, good. very cool. Yeah, this is the first time I've worn oh. makeup in ages. I've got a smoky eye going. Done all right. Oh, smoky eye guys. I'm wearing lipstick. Me too. <laughs> Lipstick's a bit of a novelty at the moment, depending on when, well, it's still going to be corona time. My mask is going to be around forever. Mm. But yeah, like, lipstick's a novelty because you never get to wear it anymore That's because true. of corona. Yeah, Masks. anyone else loving that also, corona life? Do we want to take a moment just to say how rude Boris Johnson is for scheduling his announcement to the country at the same time as our live stream? Rude. I haven't <laughs> seen the time yet. It's now. Yep. Sorry if that was really loud to uh, headphone users. I'm also recording on a mic so I can see if I've spiked the um, audio. I haven't actually. <laughs> what? Oh, that fucking sucks. How long is he going to fucking be? Years. Years. Well, guys, we know the bottom line. We're getting locked down, but not properly locked down. So it's going to carry on spreading. You heard it here from Unclassical first. Now come over and join. Oh, bye hat. Well, it was always going to go. She's a phony. She's a phony. She doesn't even have a hat. Well, yeah. Happy. Doesn't even have a real hair. Shall we crack on anyway? I also lit candles, but you can't see them. Oh, I've got some there. fairy lights, but yeah, again, you can't really. Should I just put them on my shoulder? These are for us, not the viewers. <laughs> it's so for us. Well, we knew we weren't going to have like a proper Halloween, so we were like, well, might as well <laughs> just do our own thing yeah. and tell each other spooky I stories. Gonna... I was going to try and get the pump my pumpkins in shot. Not these. <laughs> My pumpkins, boy. My pumpkins. Um, but I just felt like the angles would all be off. So I went for candles behind me that no one can see. Mm, well, like I say, literally have to have the fairy lights on my shoulders for them to be in shot. But great. Uh, Ross has said, fuck off, Boris. Yeah, quite. It's just rude, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously he did it on purpose. He was like, those unclassical girls don't uh, talk shit about me all the time. I'm going to schedule my announcements. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very personal attack for us, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't already upset about the way you've like run the country into the ground, this was gonna do it. I I, I feel personally attacked. Raise your hand if you've ever felt personally victimized by Boris Johnson. By Boris Johnson, <laughs> everybody present. Well, well, shall we try and? Is it lightening the mood to discuss scary stories or just embracing what is? Um, things just embracing what is. Just, I mean. It's not much of a spoiler, but 
I'm a bit dim sometimes. And so I didn't really think about what the Mask of the Red Death would be about until I started reading it. And then I was like, this is so fitting for Corona. Oh so, my god, yeah. That's a good note. Yeah. I, I, so that's just a million Corona jokes. I have no idea what it's about. But now, yeah, obviously a red mask in some respect. So yeah, oh, looking forward to that. Shit. Okay, yeah. we'll definitely get onto it. Shit. Then. Shit, guys. Well, that was kind oh, of a maybe, backup my... one if we run out of time. But you know, Katie's sold it now. We'll briefly cover it. Well, we were doing Cartel Heart first on my end. Marie's just said, I guess it's Marie. Hi, Marie. She's just said, um, Boris Johnson is late. He's probably watching this. Boris, we're going to post it later. Bye, you got you got to make your speech, mate. It's okay, Boris. Like this, I mean, I was going to say your speech is more important, but I think we're more important than that, actually. 100%. Like, but yeah, Boris, like catch it when I upload it later. Yeah, mate, you know. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go do your speech. We'll be here later. <laughs> Everyone else, though, you stay. You'll stay with us. We'll It'll stay. be on the news later. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And you'll, you know, you'll catch up on Monday when, you know, everything's still shit. So, but for now. Yeah, it's fine. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I'll reach behind me for my very spooky notes. No, 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 don't, don't, don't ruin the illusion. Katie, do you want me to tell you a little bit? I mean, you've read his stories, but do you know anything about who Edgar Allan Poe was, is? No, I thought about doing some research on him and I was like, I tell you what, I bet Marsha did some research. I you know won't. what? You're going to hate me. Did you do the same thing? No. <laughs> you know, I told you. Okay, guys, shattering the mirror. I tell Katie what to do. You know, I told you which stories to do. Did you do them too? No, you didn't have to do the red mask. I was going to let you read out the intro and that probably would have been enough content for the hype. <laughs> Oh, well, the red- I had a great time reading The Red Mask. Like, we'll cover it briefly after that. At the end, we- it's not a very interesting story. It's just a bit funny because Corona. Because Corona. Oh, there you go. It's perfect then. Yeah, no, yeah. I literally was Tell reading through the notes yeah. and it was like, Katie, do introduction and the other one you're doing. Mm, you'll find out, guys. And um, me do these ones. So I was like, it. well, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm doing it, obviously. Oh, little drinking game. Every time we fuck up and do something wrong, have a drink. I've got another one. Ross suggested this a while ago. So every time we say literally or basically. <laughs> guys, yeah. you're going to be so far. Every time, every time we go ridiculously posh. Oh, yeah. Mm, sorry. <laughs> but I've got to, like, uh, we both are reading excerpts of the poems. We're going to go so posh with that. I Okay, I struggle so much when doing, like, when writing just my general notes, not to just slip into the dialect. So I'm like, her form, her form cast a delicate shadow. And I'm like, We said this why before, like this? didn't we? We're like, when you're trying to, like, you know, sum it up for like, other people and, like, from whence you came in a stormy mood. And you're like, well, how else could you possibly say that? From whence yeah, you like, came. The only and it was in a stormy that. mood. <laughs> Eloquence is the only way. <laughs> whence, it's always whence. So. Edgar Allan Poe, an overview. So he was born in 1809. So he's like proper old shit. Loving the hat. Um, Victorian? He's a Victorian. Get him inside. He can't handle he it. He can't handle Oh, Katie, he can't. He didn't last very long. <laughs> and she's so he, he was born to travelling actors. Corona joke. The world where there was travel and actors. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. We didn't all have to retrain. Yeah, a distant, distant memory. Joking, I love my job. Uh, joking, love. I, I would love my job if I could go to it, you mean? <laughs> I want to just well, do I my am job. on holiday. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Oh, you mean your new job? Oh, I'm still counting you as being an actress that's having to retrain as a hairdresser. Oh, no, that's gone. That's gone. Marsha, get in with the reality. Let's get in with us. Never coming back. <laughs> it's dead. That's probably what Boris it's is okay, saying now. It's okay, because I can curl my own hair now. <laughs> 
And there's me wearing wigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was born to travelling actors, but shortly after his birth, his father fucked off. Mm. Um, yeah, actors, what we like. And uh, yeah, his mum got the blame. Well, <laughs> so he was born in 1809 and in 1811, so it's like two years later, maths. Um, his mum died, so... Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she didn't last very That's long. That's not her fault. Yeah, it's not. She didn't last very long. But you know, it's not like she left on purpose. Oh, she didn't leave on purpose. But maybe you know, it was a lot of hardships after the dad left, and probably her getting the blame and everything. So she was like, "Oh, it's a lot on my Victorian body. I'm out." <sighs> Once again, uh, women die because of men. Yeah. Mm. Although I did make a note Major of um, for Poe. That's one hell of a Disney origin story. Abandoned by your father. Oh yeah. Deserted. Well, it's not fair to say deserted by your dead mother. What would you say? Grieved. <laughs> I don't know. Because you can't say abandoned because it's not her fault. Totally her fault. <laughs> cool. What bitch? You have to die about it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Victorians are so terribly dramatic. <laughs> We're never going to get through all our notes. My notes on Telltale Heart are like 10 pages. Man, okay, I'll go through the overview quickly. So he was adopted by this guy called John Allen, and that's where he got his middle name from, because Allen. Um, and then he got engaged in 18... 18- they were inventive. They were, they were. They got engaged in 1826 to... They, not they, he, <laughs> got engaged in 18... 18- to Allen? Well, Ed Poe, Edgar Allan Poe. He's grown up a bit now. A bit, not much. Did he get engaged to his cousin Allen? Wait. Because <laughs> you're joking, but you're not that... Not at the moment. He gets engaged to this person called Elmira Royster, but her parents break off... That's a great name. I know, but her parents break off the engagement. Uh, so he goes off to university, oh, but he's forced to leave because he racks up loads of gambling debt. And he's like, Dad, to the John Allen guy, can you pay it? And John Allen's like, can I fuck? No. <laughs> and so the uni's like... Depends. <laughs> uni's like, well, you're going to have to fucking leave then, aren't you? And you're like... Fair enough. And so in all that, yeah, his um, engagement breaks down. So he runs away to Boston to join the army and he keeps falling out with his adopted dad. And in the end, when his dad died, he wasn't even mentioned in the will. So <laughs> it walks. Um, now we get gross and awesome. come back to the cousin bit. So um, in 1836, he felt financially secure enough to marry his 14-year-old cousin, Virginia Clem. He felt financially secure enough. So this suggests it's been going on a little while. And uh, yeah, now he's like, okay, now I can finally crack on with my 14-year-old cousin. So you were joking, Katie, but uh, don't joke with Victorians and cousins. They will shack up together. So, firstly, incest. Let's stop there. <laughs> we don't like that. <laughs> we do, we're Secondly, not can we stop touching the kids? Can we just stop? It's 2020 now, let's just stop. <laughs> 2020, 1836 then, but just stop. It's going a bit old now. It's mm. getting a little old now. Yeah. All these pedos coming out. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I tugged on my headphones. So, um, oh yeah, then in 1847, when um, his 14-year-old original bride is now 25, she dies, she's not been very well, and apparently that leaves him desolate, so I'm guessing she was the only one bringing in money. So, mm. <laughs> And he felt financially secure enough to marry her, so was he just, like, more waiting for her to be financially out? secure? Has he just been pimping her out? Probably. Like, and then she died. Probably. Too much shagging. Anyway. I wonder why. Uh, after his wife died, he has lots of different romances. And in 1849, he gets engaged to Elmira Royster, the original one. Do you remember that parents broke off? <laughs> yeah, it goes full circle. What a lie. Yeah, but they don't actually get married because he dies before that point. And, um, oh. <laughs> what a shame. So this deba- this um, account of his life is written in quite a sympathetic way to um, uh, Poe. And um, it says at the end, uh, why did Poe marry a 14-year-old girl? Why did he have such bitter arguments with his friends? Like, 
maybe marrying the 14 year old girl had something to do with it just put it out there maybe <laughs> just sort of like, like Eddie mate I like you and all but it is weird it is weird like don't tell me who I can and can't love <laughs> That's not right. Like children, oh. your cousin, it's not cool. And apparently he was very impassioned on the point that The Raven was the best poem ever written. That it was an absolute masterpiece and it was the best. Now we're going to look at it tonight, guys, so you can make your own conclusions about that. Um, but it, it makes reference to Shakespeare in it. So I was like, if you're referencing Shakespeare... So surely you think Shakespeare is the best? Exactly. <laughs> so like... No, it is I. I am the greatest. It is I, because I made the conclusions from Shakespeare. It is me. Um, but yeah. Oh, and his death has like got loads of conspiracy theories, because basically, back to the facts, the facts are he was taken quite ill and he got distressed and they took him to hospital and he died. So that's literally what happened. So the cause can be debated. Sorry, you, sorry. you shouldn't laugh if people actually get genuinely ill from distress. It's a genuine mental health issue. I think it's just when they say, say, he got distressed and died. I think this is what they say in like accounts though. Like, well, you know, was his pulse rate racing? You know, do you have low blood pressure? He seemed distressed. <laughs> like that's that just well, what they can say. Distressed. To be fair, I mean, if you're going to die, I, I'd be quite distressed. I'd be quite distressed too. For everyone who's just joined, we're just doing a quick overview of um, Poe. Um, he's dying. Oops. Um, and he's quite distressed. Got taken. It's over. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> he dies. And then people are like, well, you don't just get distressed and die, do you? So um, maybe it was suicide. Have you met Victorians? Have you met Victorians? But there's loads of theories. You leave them out in the rain for 10 minutes. They'll be out. If you guys are confused about that, you should listen to our other episodes. And then you can see just how fragile Victorians really are. So, uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> some people thought it was low blood sugar. Some people thought it was suicide. Some people thought it was merda. But this guy kind of wrote an account of merda. This guy wrote an account of his life and he was like, he was a drunkard brute and he died from alcoholism. But then all of Edgar's mates were like, way harsh. Actually, way harsh. Way harsh. Way harsh. I mean, yeah, he totally dated a child and married her. Yeah. But he were no alcoholic. Oh, this is this other thing. So in this article, um, they like say he wasn't an alcoholic. He had this condition that when he drank just a little bit of alcohol, he would get super, super drunk. Like, if you're allergic oh. to alcohol, don't fucking drink any of it. Literally. <laughs> That's just called not being able to handle your alcohol. I know, it's knowing your limits. Really. Your limits is zero. So... Your limits is orange juice. Yeah, literally. So that's him. He died. There's some uh, controversy around his death. And he married his 14-year-old cousin. Lovely. And I think now Katie... Sounds like a... ...has our first tale of the night. I should have got some sound effects. Fuck. Oh, well. I don't know what that is. Everybody's sitting comfortably. They are. And is everyone ready for the drinking game? So, if we fuck up, say literally or basically, Yaga, take a drink. <laughs> I shall begin. I shall begin. With the tale of the telltale heart. With the tale. Drink. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> drink. <laughs> I always do that because I always think it's the tale of the telltale heart, but it's just the telltale heart. It's difficult to say. Try saying that when you're pissed say. at the end of this. Yeah, telltale The tale of the telltale heart. Anyway, so I think either the Telltale Heart is either his most famous piece of work or it's his most famous piece of work because of that episode of The Simpsons. The Raven is his most famous piece of work. Sorry, I got it. I know it. (laughs) Well, the Telltale Heart is the only... I I have heard of The Raven. The Raven's in The Simpsons as well. Drink. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
I remember that. It's in a Halloween special. Child. Oh, it's so good. Oh, let's watch that later. Yeah. Anyway, so the Telltale Heart follows the story of, it's all from the point of view of this man mm. who commits murder um, against his elderly male companion. And in the story, it's never really said what their relationship is. Yeah. I kind of get the vibe that the narrators might, might be his carer. Okay. But he, like they live in the same house and like, like it's it's not like a family member it's not that close but maybe it's like back in the day and you'd get like two spinster ladies and they were obviously like Mm -hmm. you know they're a legit couple but they were just like look we just stay in here and we just do our own thing and that's fine and everyone was like spinsters what they're like (laughs) oh no they're not close enough for that i think it's oh yeah he's gonna murder him isn't he (laughs) and he's and also his like he's just at his outset's weird towards him so Throughout the story, he's assuring us that he's definitely not mad. He's not mad because could a madman do this? Could a, could, a, could a madman do this? It's You're like, real convincing me there. <laughs> you sound kind of sound a little mad though. Going <laughs> <laughs> on out there, kind of um, worrying me a bit. <laughs> so yeah, he tries to insist he's not mad by saying, "True." It begins with saying, "True, nervous." Very, very dreadfully nervous. I have been and am, but but why will you say that I am mad? The disease has sharpened my senses, not destroyed them, not dulled them. Above all was sense of my hearing acute. I heard all things in heaven and in the earth, and I heard many things in hell. Yeah, you sound super sane, mate. Definitely the kind of person you'd leave your kids with, yeah. (laughs) Well, then he goes on to say, how then am I mad? (laughs) Um, well, hearing things observe in the earth. how healthy and how calmly I can tell you the whole story of how I killed my male companion. <laughs> Clearly, I'm so sane. So it's off to a good start. Um, so firstly, he outlays why he wants to kill his, um, his elderly male friend. Yeah. And he's like, I don't dislike him. He's a really nice person, you know. He's legit, he's like. But he has a really scary eye and I hate it. Okay, that's, so I'm going to kill him. That's a sound reason. Yeah, he had the eye of a vulture of pale blue with a film over it. Whenever it... uh, God, (laughs) I don't even know what that's trying to say. Drink, everybody. Because I used to dictate things. This is a great idea to drink when we make mistakes. The more drunk they get, the less they'll notice. Mm. Yeah, this is... So I don't... Because this is a direct quote which I read out into the dictate thing. And this is what Mm. it says. Whenever it fell upon me... Oh, it makes sense. Fell upon me. Yeah. um, (laughs) The excitement on your face. Is this when you read it, you're like, um, Oh, sorry. Quick interlude, guys, of reality. Oh, yeah. We were meant to call mum and dad to tell them how to tune into this. I thought you were going to do it. Well, I didn't check. Just a little summary. Our parents know nothing about technology. My mum once rang me on the landline to say that her mobile wasn't working. And I asked if she'd charged, and she's like, yes, it's been plugged in for days. And then she rang me back a while later to be like, oh, I didn't plug it into the wall. You, you do got you do have to do that. That is a that is a you thing. You do have to do that. So mum and dad aren't watching this. Oh, I'll send them the video after. Fuck's sake, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's fucking fine. Anyway, <laughs> James says he's going to yeah, need a new um, drink before too long. Me too, mate. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got two. <laughs> there, there was some steam um, off that. Very Halloweeny. Yeah, it's because it's warm. It's nice. Um, so. It said, whenever the eye fell upon me, my blood ran cold, and so by degree, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Why do you 
you ask him to wear an eye patch if you feel that strongly about it? Well, it's a bit harsh to be like, your eye offends me to wear an eye patch, but I do that over killing him. Yeah, or, you know, you could move out. (laughs) You don't know what's asking you to stay. There are other options. So, yeah, he's clearly lovely. Um, so he begins the story by telling us how every, how clearly he's really sane, right? Yeah. Because in the week leading up to the murder, he's really nice to the old man, so he'd never suspect a thing. Right. And every night, he creeps up to the old man's bedroom door and pushes the door open and watches him. Okay, that's not Normal. nice, mate. That's creepy. What? Very scary. Yeah. And also, he's really proud of himself for this because he doesn't want to wake the old man, although he kind of does which I'll go into, because he's mad. Because he's mad. Um, he said, he's mad. So he says that he like doesn't want to wake up, man. So he goes in with like a cat with a um, a lantern, which is hidden. Yeah. Can we add another drink for tangents? Yes, we can, James. You add whatever drinks you, have to you want, water- buddy. You have to waterfall while we tangent. <laughs> Enjoy, lads. <laughs> you brought this on yourself, boy. Um, <clears throat> Where were we? I'll drink again because I've lost my place. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> so, entertain yeah. themselves with a drink. <laughs> Everyone have a little drink while I find my spish. <laughs> so, yeah, every night he goes to the old man's house. He has a lantern that's, like, covered, so yeah. it's all dark. But, you know, if he trips, he could have some light, I suppose. Which is a bit sensible. Um, so he goes up to the old man's ha- room, and he's really proud of this. He does. He goes in so slowly, it takes him an hour to put his head inside the bloody room. What? I don't even understand. So he's just there so he's just at the like door. That, just so like... this is the door and he's just like... <laughs> An hour! I'm sorry uh... for me shouting, but an hour! <laughs> Can you imagine how? I mean, I don't. I think over the course of an hour, it would take too long to be scary and itself. Just like, can you just what? come in or leave? I don't care anymore. Lit- oh, it gets worse. So <clears throat> he's building up to this, yeah. and he does this every night for a bloody week. Sorry, until finally. What every night he's there, like? Yeah, every- <laughs> clearly he's really set, and this is his argument for why he's not mad. <laughs> it's going well. Dude, what's fucking wrong with you? There is a lot wrong with him. I'm all for like people need help and support. So someone please give this man some help and support. He's fucking crackers. I I mean, I think he goes, he's insane. But yeah, so it takes him an entire hour. Um, But yeah, so then he goes on to the eighth night where he's like, sorry, did you South Face guys joined? Hi, we love the Dr. Squeeze show. Yeah, literally did Squeeze first. Hi. Sorry, carry on, Katie. (laughs) So... On the eighth night, stuff finally starts to happen after every night of an hour of like, hello. How you doing? How you doing there? <laughs> oh, the press conferences. The press conferences. Hello, Boris. You kind of have more important things to do than talk to us right now. I'm very flattered. Maybe you would mind addressing the country. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so everyone else can join. <laughs> yeah. So on the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious at opening the door. I, um, a watch, ha- a watch. The, drink, drink, everybody. Again. I am going to need a new drink. The hand on a watch, uh, the minute hand on a watch moves more quickly than I did. Never before that night did I felt the extent of my own powers of my sagacity, which basically means wisdom. I had to look it up. Oh, I look things up as well. I can, Carry on. 
I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph to think that there I was opening the door little by little and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea and perhaps he heard me for he moved on the bed as suddenly as he started. Now, you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness and so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door. I kept pushing it on steadily. Steadily. You're so fucking creepy, mate. Give it a rest. He's so creepy. And this is where I start to feel really sorry for the old man. Yeah. So he's pushing open the door really slowly and he goes to like open the um the the lantern shaft so like a little bit of light will come out. But he slips on it and so it makes a little noise and he like, you know, he obviously it's dark, but you get the vibe of yeah. someone moving. Oh, and yeah. the old man sits bolt creepy. right up. Yeah. But the old man sits bolt upright in bed. So the narrator freezes, he's like Like, no, so, sorry. Oh, no, fuck off. That moment that moment of the old man sat up in bed like, there's someone in my room. And the narrator being stood there like, does he see me? Does he not? Guess how long that goes on for them in that moment. Oh, like, is it in pages, stanzas? Like. No, it's covered quickly, but it's another hour. Does Edgar Allan Poe know how long an hour is? I don't... Well, we'll go into that again in a little bit. So it's taken him an hour to open the fucking door. It's now taking another hour for to just, like, staring at each other in the darkness. Mm. And then, poor little old man, um, he makes a little groan in terror. And it says, Presently, I heard a slight groan, and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. Mm. It was not a groan of pain or of grief. Oh, no. It was the low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul and when it is overcharged with awe. I I knew the sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it had swelled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me. Mate, fuck off. You're so weird. This poor little old man has been set up in bed to the point where he's like, ooh, someone there? (laughs) Literally, like, poor little old guy. So... Just being a prick. So fine. So he again opens the like the candle up again and lets out a tiny little shaft of light. And the shaft falls perfectly on the on the blue eye. (laughs) He's like that fucking eye (laughs) (laughs) Basically. And so he's like, Oh, I'm so clever. Look how well I've lined up. I can't even see my old friend's face. All I see is his horrid eye. Yeah, really. And so Really clever. I picked this up and didn't have a drink. <laughs> drink time. <laughs> so yeah, the, then obviously they have to have a little bit more staring at each other because head ground and poke. Oh, he likes to stare. <laughs> he likes to stare and describe the staring. He does. Mm. So yeah, there's a little more, um, a little bit more staring. Yeah. And he starts hearing what sounds like the old man's heart beating. So. Yeah, he opens the candle and this is what it says. He did say at the beginning his hearing was really good, didn't he? Like, he's not wrong. That's very good. It is very good. Very good hearing. So I opened the the lantern. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily, until at length a single dim ray, like the thread of a spider, shot from the end of the crevice and fell full upon the vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it. Stop having such wide eyes! It's freaky! (laughs) I saw it with perfect distinctiveness as all a dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. But I could not see anything else of the old man's face or person. 
um, though I directed though I directed the ray as if by instinct, precisely on the damned spot. On the damned. So what the ray? Oh, just the ray from the candlelight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, he's he looking, stares like. I thought it was like dripping so wax on the like eye. Or a... I mean, I don't know if he's just going to kill no, him. He's or like just the eye out. <laughs> he's literally just stood there staring at him like. You know, like why are your eyes so creepy? You know, I said this before. Like when people are at uni, there's always one housemate that everyone kind of like. Oh, I sound like such bitches, but there is always one housemate that's shit. Like, and they are usually shit. Like, they literally leave shit in the toilet and never do the washing up and that kind of thing. But then you end up like, just, you always go on. Yeah, fixating on stuff. My friend had one, and um, oh, uh, she said she did something like when she was straining, like if she was like getting something from low down or something, she went, oi. And she was like, I can't. I thought you were going to say straining to shit. <laughs> to shit. You could just hear her in the bathroom, like, oi, <laughs> oi. But and she was like, I can't. Oi fucking stand hearing oi one more time i've just thought if you say oi you vaguely know me it's not about you <laughs> someone else <laughs> but yeah i was like if you're that annoyed oh, that she makes straining noise victimized by marsha <laughs> um, i was like if you're that annoyed by someone straining you gotta move out you gotta, move. <laughs> you, you gotta take that into your own hands yeah so after a little bit more staring and hearing the sound of his heartbeat getting louder and louder, which he describes as like the ticking of a clock cloaked in cotton. Ooh, weird description. Um, he ev- it is weird, but it comes back later, which is why I mentioned it. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> now thinking about it, it's very apt, but... It, 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 it's a good one. I mean, it, there's reasons people read Edgar Allan Poe. It's quite good at what he does. <laughs> so the noise of the old man's heartbeat is getting louder and louder and louder until... The narrator gets worried that a neighbour might hear it, and this makes him angry. So he launches himself across at the old man. Your he heart says, is so loud! <laughs> I think he really, he definitely has issues. He says, the old man's hour had come, or like 50 of you after you stared at him for like ages. His <laughs> 50th hour had come. Come on. Where's your hour coming, With mate? Loud, literally. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leapt into the room. He shrieked once. Only once. He shrieked once. An instant. Twice. A later. <laughs> A later. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. I then smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. Wait, he's just dragged minutes, him to the, the floor and put a bed on him? Yeah, I don't really understand how he died. I'm guessing he's, like, suffocating him. <laughs> you stay under that bed. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Your eye is gross. I know, I'm sorry. So maybe he has like, since he pulls the heavy bed over him, like... Does he like, oh, what? Am... Is it in Breaking Bad when they like drop the ATM on that guy's head? Is he like, sorry, and how hench is this guy with amazing hearing? <laughs> He's scary. <laughs> He's creepy and unhinged, clearly. <laughs> he'll hear you and he'll come at you with a massive bed. I'll get you, you bastard, with your creepy eye. <laughs> So yeah, he's coming. But yeah, so he's dragged this, dragged this heavy bed over him um, <laughs> and says that like, but for many minutes, the heart beat over, um, softened over, the, was muffled over the sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the walls. And um, at length it ceased. The old man was dead. Again, yeah, I'm not really by sure pulling, how we got by, to that point, but all right. I don't really know. By, by putting him under the bed? <laughs> when you put people under beds, don't they die? But he, he does die slowly because the heartbeat continues for us. So I'm guessing he got suffocated and it's just weirdly covered. Maybe he meant the heavy bed covers. 
I'm tucking you in now. Can I come out? No. Okay. 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 Very uncomfortable. I'm very worried. I'd like to come out now, please. So the poor little old innocent man who did nothing wrong except have a strange looking eye, which that's not a problem. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Um, Is now been murdered by his companion. And the narrator would now like to take this moment to re- reiterate how sane he is by telling us how he disposed of a body. <laughs> All right. If you still think um, me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. You're, the night waned and I worked hastily. Literally, I have worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and um, and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the floor of the chamber and deposited all beneath between the scantlings. You Victorians are so fucking lucky. Forensics isn't a thing. Because I'm telling you. Literally. That, They'd have you. 2020 is not going to work, lads. Don't take your murdering tips from this, guys. Just saying. No, because also bodies do this thing where they rot. <laughs> Yep. And that smell is going to get out. <laughs> It'll get you. He then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. Sorry, is this the arrogance I- of men? Like, no one will ever pick up on that. I've done a fabulous job. <laughs> it gets worse. Because yeah. then he's like, oh, get me. Get me? I'm so great at murdering. So yeah, he's like, having, he's like, oh, I'm so... So cool. Um, so yeah, he's like, it's now four o'clock in the morning. It's getting late. And he goes downstairs, hears a knock at the door, and who should be there but three police officers. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you fucked up, mate. <laughs> well, so he answers the door, and the police officer's like, all right, mate, we heard like a um, one of the neighbours reported hearing a scream in the house. What's that about? And when I first read that, I thought... It's taken them four hours to get here, what the fuck? But then I remember they had to spend three hours staring at each other. Beforehand? <laughs> staring at each other? Oh, sorry, sorry, what did they hear? Because he moved a bed. The old, ma- the old man shrieked before he died. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But then it also makes you think, so, if they, so you know, they spent like four hours staring at each other before the old man got killed. How quickly did he dismember his body? Oh, he, he's a grafter. He's got a good worth, work ethic, if nothing else. Yeah, Jesus. I mean... You can tell the Prosecco's hitting. I'm losing my fizz. Ethic. Ethic. But she's going to top up her Prosecco. Why not? Carry on, Katie. I'm listening. Yeah, she's listening. She's listening. So he invites the police in because he's like... Well, be well suspicious not to. But he's also like, yeah, you guys can like totally search the house. I mean, you can look wherever you want. Look under the floorboards if you want. (laughs) You're never going to find it. You're never going to find it. It's like... Yeah, he's like, uh, so yeah, uh, the shriek was me. I totally like had a nightmare. And oh, yeah, the old man, uh, he's just like away visiting some friends in the country. So yeah, he's totally not even hot. I love anyway, how lads, arrogant men are JD from Fresh Meat. I had a nightmare. <laughs> I totally had like, a nightmare. That was really bad. He's just the most arrogant man. Yeah, arrogant man ever. So as you know, you imagine the police are busy. They've got places to be. So they all drew up, draw up chairs in the old man's room yeah. and have a seat and just start having a natter and a drink. Oh, you know what? I don't even think that's that inaccurate. Like, I really, really don't. No. No. <laughs> so, yeah. And so he sat there over where he's hidden his dead mate. Yeah. And he starts to hear a strange noise that slowly gets louder and louder. It sounds... Like a clock ticking. In cotton. Covered by cotton. 
Where would we hear? Where now? Where did we hear this noise? Where have before? we heard that one before? <laughs> I'm not sure. So it says, I now grew very pale, but I talked more fluently under the under a heightened voice. So I love how sounds... like he's just had like massive like total like level ten massive balls. It's like come in, not a problem. Oh fuck, please leave. Literally. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so um. But the sound steadily increased. And what could I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound. A ghost for breath. And yet the officers heard, heard, heard it not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently. But the noise steadily increased. I had rose and argued about trifles and haikum. Haikus? And at that point I realised, you know, there aren't enough haikus. Drink, everyone. <laughs> and it says haikum. And I don't know what I was trying to say. Oh. Um, oh, and I, I had violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as excited to fury by the observations of the men, but the noise steadily increased. It's like if increased. you're in a public bathroom and you're doing a really loud shit, you're like, another in the hair, But he's like freaking out because the men aren't picking up on anything. What could I do? I foamed, I raved, I swore, I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting in and graded it upon the boards, but the noise arose overall and continually increased. It grew louder and louder and louder and louder still. And still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. So it's like the, the policemen aren't picking up on anything weird going on. It's almost like, mate, you might not be completely sane. A little bit, or maybe that you know you're feeling guilty that you murdered an innocent old man because he had a spooky eye. Yeah, yeah. It, when you like repeat it, it doesn't exactly it doesn't, sound legitimate. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, not putting you in a great light. Yeah, it's not the best reason for killing someone. No, like, I think yeah. you know, a little bit of reflection. Yeah. You know, yeah. worst things happen in sea. All that at sea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but finally, it reaches a pitch where he can't stand it anymore. And my auto, my um, dictate has correct, has corrected the word villain to Dylan, so that's fun. Um, but that's just entertaining for me to read. So it says, <laughs> Sh- I shrieked, um, stay calm no more. I admit the deed, tear off the planks here. Here, it is the beating of his hideous heart. <laughs> so dun, just dun, the dun. policeman in the room just like, oh. All right. Like, are you okay? Well, my um, analytical reading of the story is, because when it starts off, he's trying to convince us he's not mad, is that he's actually now in an insane asylum and he's trying to convince the doctors he's not mad. So this is him reflecting on the story of him killing his mate. Reflecting right now, he's not mad. Okay, now when I hear it back, I do hear the You know, when, when I hear it from someone else's point of view, it does sound a little mad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely solved. I'm just, like, wrapping myself in lights here because I'm like, fucking hell, I've hung, hung them up. Like, they, they will be seen. But if I go to get my next drink, it might get hella interesting. Candles! <laughs> Candle! Okay, we cannot see them. <laughs> I like your but hat, But I though. know they're there. Where's your hat from? Do you want to know a secret? Yeah. It's Gandalf's hat. <gasps> I like that, though. It's cool. It's earthy. I know, right? I like an earthy so, yeah, witch. James, James had it um, for uh, when he was Gandalf a while ago, and so I was also meant to wear his cape, his cloak that I made by James is Gandalf. Not right now. Oh fuck. Oh, you mean in general? You mean in general life? Yeah. Katie, don't fuck around with statements like that. All right, Jesus, try. <laughs> no, yeah, he is genuinely Gandalf. That's why I made a hobbit hole can um, lantern. Oh. For him to live in. For him to go in. They're too small for Gandalf. He can't fit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Squishing, Squishing it right in. Well, Katie, after the telltale heart, would you like to hear about the raven? I would. Do you know anything about the raven before I start? Do you know the basic premise? Yes. Well. Well, I won't bother then! <laughs> so, when I, um. What's that? Just, sorry, right on cue, when I said I couldn't find the cloak, it ah! arrived! <laughs> So I'm going to put this on for the viewers. Yeah. It's actually really warm. I made it out of velvet. Oh. So do we want it purple side or black side Purple out? side. Fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, sorry, other guys, you can say what you'd rather want, but I want purple. It's going on purple. Very good. I so, like this. Very good. So yeah, I, um, I, did, I was going to do like a play on it for a while yeah. but then we changed our thing and did um five kinds of silence instead yeah. um, but i did make a raven puppet for it Ooh. that's about as much of the raven i know i once made a puppet of a raven there, there is a raven in the raven it's not yeah trying to it's not a Who red knew? it's a raven right mm. right so loads of people say this poem is like you know the most terrifying story and poem ever written and all i'm saying is don't watch the ring It'll really fuck you up. This is what, you know, scares you. <laughs> I've Don't... heard scarier. <laughs> I've heard scarier. But yeah, stay away from the ring. That's, that shit's actually scary. <laughs> Little creepy girl coming out of the telly. No. Um, so yeah, fine. It starts off with this guy. Also, before we started the podcast, I was reading through um, a, a live stream. Uh, I started reading through my notes and realised that the they were in the wrong order. <laughs> so I read this first page and flipped and I was like, well, things progressed. <laughs> My God. Uh, so it starts off with this guy at midnight and he's kind of flicking through these solemn books about love and having like a... And um, he starts nodding off as he's reading. And uh, then he suddenly realised there's somebody tapping at his door. Ooh, I've got so many lights. I can't turn to my next thing of notes. All right. <laughs> While I nodded, Nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping, at my chamber door. Just Hamilton comes in, I am Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. And that's the end of the poem, yeah. <laughs> it's great. That's and it just transitions into Hamilton and it's awesome. So To be fair, that'd be great. That would be pretty fun. Spooky Hamilton. I'd be there for that. I'd do that, but, but no, it's not that. Um, and I was like, rude, it's midnight. Disappointing. Sorry, someone, if you think someone's rapping at your door at midnight, that's fucking rude. You Sleeping. can tell them to fuck off. Yeah, but um, he just thinks it's some visitor. Um, so he's like, oh, just some visitor at my door. And uh, But he chooses this moment to set the scene. So he is like saying, oh, it's fine, it's just a visitor. Now, let's just take a moment to appreciate the room. Like, do, do you not want to get that? Really? Rude. <laughs> But oh, someone at the door for me. I really love my house. <laughs> it's really great. So it was a dark December night, and I was like, as this is written as a creepy poem, and it's going to become, you know, like it has of... to be October. I know it's like one of the most prolific spooky poems. Like, could you have not made it October? But never mind, never mind. I guess December's colder and like chillier, and maybe it's sadder when it's creepy at Christmas because we always want a jolly Christmas. <laughs> well, at least if it's October, you're like, well, at least it's fitting. Like knocks at the door. Santa? No. Oh. Santa? Oh, no. Um, but anyway, uh, it's uh, 
December and <laughs> it's cold and this guy he's sad because his girlfriend who's called Lenore has died and um, he's like all like oh she's dead and I'm sad and she's no more blah 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 and then the curtain kind of rustles and he shits himself <laughs> and he, well, as you would yeah to be fair kind of spooky and he's all flustered and he repeats oh some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door this is it and nothing more <laughs> Like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. It's it's reminiscent it's fine. of the guy you just spoke about. Like, I'm so sane. I'm so sane. It's just a visitor. It's just a visitor. Maybe it's the same person. Maybe so, this is what drove him in. I was going to say, when you're like the narrator and um, they never reveal like who the story's about. Same. 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 We never same get a name. Never get a name. Same person. Same person. Um, but anyway, rude. He doesn't answer the door. And um, he says, presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. And I was like... You've been chatting. I've abbreviated a bit. You've been chatting for now. You've been chatting. I've been rapping. You've been chatting. I've been rapping. I can fucking hear you in there saying, oh, it's a stranger at my door. The fucking answer it. Liar. I really hope someone's made a rap version of this. Uh, well, I've, I've been, been rapping. rapping. And I came rapping. Whoa, never more. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so like, don't be lying. You know they were there. Anyway, he opens the door. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there. And nothing more. <gasps> it was only two more words, well, fair, and I was like, you can remember this. Big. Pardon? Ravens aren't that big. Did he look, try looking down? Like, it's a raven. Just look around, mate. Just take in the general view. <laughs> You've taken in your room, now take in the view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You take time to describe that. So, like, oh, spook here, nothing there. Deep into that darkness, peering long, I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting. Dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. So you just fallen asleep right. while you opened the door. <laughs> to be fair, I was napping though. Anyone there? <laughs> Damn, this is a scary dream. <laughs> anyway, if no one's there. Uh, what, 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 what? <laughs> to be fair, reminds, us, reminds me of our dad. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> one time our dad fell asleep when I was chatting to my partner about it was something like in depth I remember there being like politics and spirituality involved and my dad really like woke up and so we were like oh yeah blah 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 and he was like that's cognitive dissonance <laughs> he is but he doesn't he might fall asleep easily but he does wake up quickly and snap back into it that's he really does about. clearly absorbing whilst he's asleep Me. Um, anyway, but so he's opened the door. There's no one there, but the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only words there spoken was the whispered word Lenore, merely this and nothing more. <gasps> so I was like, I'm grieving. My girlfriend's dead. She's called Lenore. In case I forgot to mention that, and some prick is knocking on my door, saying Lenore. <laughs> I, like. Like. No. Uh, that is rude. That is feckin' rude. So, yeah, off to the sea with him. So, back into mm -hmm. the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Ooh. Um, I was like, I've getting annoyed now. I've opened the door for you. I've shut it. You, you've made your choice. Fuck off. 
You so, made your bed, now sleep in it. Yes, sleep off. So he's like, surely it is my window. So he's like, it's fine. And I was like, it sounds like you're in a bit of denial. Like, you know, you're not really willing to admit this. So he opens up the window. Open here, I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter. I was like, all right. Oh, kinky. That's your window, Mosh. All right, all right. Um, in their I step. Damn, that's a good looking window pane. <laughs> damn, well, you won't. In their step to stately raven of the saintly days of yore. I was like, stately? Is this a fancy raven? <laughs> he has a rough. <laughs> he's, he's stately of the days of yore. He's a raven with status. He is. He's an important raven. He's got places to be. So the raven rocks up. He's on the scene. Uh, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. I was like, I don't really know what you expect a raven to do. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was rapping. You know, I think you might get, I don't know, maybe a bit of tap dance, a bit of tapping. Rapping and a tapping. You're just coming in here and rapping just sitting here. Tapping, tapping, Yeah, like, can I... Do you want, can I help you? <laughs> anything I can do for you? But it's going to sit there on my chamber door. Yes. All right, all right, brilliant, brilliant. Can I, uh, can I go back to bed? <laughs> then this ebony, <laughs> then this ebony. drink, everyone drink. <laughs> then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. I was like, oh, it's bird flirting. <laughs> so he like, fancies birds. The raven fancies him and he fancies the fancy raven. Okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna judge it. He's come to your door in the middle of the night. <laughs> Whatever. He has. Uh, though thy crest be shorn and shaven, though I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandered, wandered from the nightly shore. And I was like, like fucking rude. I thought you and the raven were vibing. And now you're saying he's ghastly and grim. Fucking rude. Like, you know, I actually tried really hard tonight and I did not come here for this kind of abuse. Yeah. Fuck you. You can tell the more we drink, the more the terrible Scottish accents come on. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, why are we like that? I don't know. We can't stick in our own accent. It's really difficult. <laughs> also, we quite often go West Country. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we do that either. Who knows? Tell me what the lord, thy lordly name is on night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Uh, and I was like, damn, you're not wrong. This is a fancy raven. He can talk. He is a fancy raven, you know. I mean, he's been rapping, he's been tapping, he's been having a great old time. Yeah, so uh, he's a hell of a house guest. He's bringing the entertainment. So, he is, to be fair. I like him. I like it. I, I, all my poem is, but not poem, I didn't write this. <laughs> plot twist, Marsha's actually Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I didn't die and I'm immortal, woo. Um, I think the and raven is an all right geezer. But yeah, anyway, uh, much I marvelled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly. Though its answer, little meaning, little re- relevancy bore. Now, well, maybe you should listen to him. Rude. I, you mean nothing. Like, I'm trying to speak. I also have an issue with this. So they were vibing. Yeah. And um, he was like, what's your name? And then he came a-jiving. He came a-jiving. No, they were vibing. And then he was like, you're ghastly and grim. What's your name? And the raven went, never more. As in, well, I never. <laughs> like, I have come here as a friend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, sir. Oh, rude. And you have insulted me. So I was like, I think there's a little bit of relevancy if you take your head out your own ass. Just a, just a wee second. Just a wee second. So just a little bit. Just a wee little bit. So uh, the narrator, who again we don't know, uh, goes on to say, For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. And I was like, 
Speak for your fucking self. For some reason, I've seen a lot of animals within houses. One time, I was watching Interview with a Vampire and a bat flew down the chimney. So you'd be talking about yourself about who's not weird, seeing shit inside. Weird stuff started, like, happened in our old house. One time, we watched Mama. Mm. And if no one's ever seen Mama, I won't give spoilers, basically this creepy ghost appears. And whenever she appears, she is um, foreshadowed, like her appearance is foreshadowed by these massive moths, like, filling the room. And so we'd just finished watching it. Walked yeah. out of the room. And I saw a massive moth. And like, so I'm not normally scared of moths. So I was kind of like, oh, it's like the moths from Mama. <laughs> it turned and flew at me. So like, at I my feel face. like so I, I have screamed. to say, moths generally are a bit like, oh, I go here, I go here. It literally came. I was like, humans, I'm coming. <laughs> literally. So I ran around the corner back into my room to get away from it. Marsha saw it follow me and turn a corner to chase me. <laughs> it was like, I'm getting that bitch. Moths can turn corners if they want you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Now that is some Halloween spooky shit. Also, just in terms of the raven, one time we were leaving and we saw in mum and dad's bedroom, I think it was a crow, not a raven, but a crow, like, battering against the window. So I'm just saying, Edgar, stay in your own lane. I've seen sh- animals yeah. in houses as well. I've seen shit. All right, fuck off. There was a pigeon in here, not in this room, but in my house a little while ago. Yeah. And I came in just as Debbie was putting out the window and it was just after I'd done a party. So she'd just seen a pigeon, just popped it out and turned and I just appeared dressed as a fairy. She's like, it's a very strange day. <laughs> this is a, a weird old day. If anyone didn't get that, Katie and I used to, uh, were children, children's parties entertainers. Take a minute, get your words up, Marsha. It'll help everyone. So, help everyone out. It'd be great. So yeah, that's why she's a fairy. She's not just interesting. <laughs> so I, I mean I am so yeah he basically st- I'm a very cool person after this he's like reflecting he's like never before was there a person who ever had a bird came into his chamber and sat Kime. there came came into his chamber and sat there with a name such as Nevermore so you might remember that the reason the raven said Nevermore was uh, the narrator had asked the raven what his name was and I was like I don't think he was answering that question. <laughs> you think this? I think he was saying you're rude. You you think this raven's called Nevermore? And he's like, it's a strange name. It's like, well, I wasn't going to question it. Right. To be fair, <laughs> like, there's a raven in my room. He says he's called Nevermore. I'm just gonna let it lie. But um, uh, all right, Nevermore. But nice to meet you. But all right, all right. Um, okay, then this bit. But the raven sitting lonely on that placid bust spoke only that one word as if his soul is that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. And I was like, this guy's mourning. And he's like, everyone leaves. Even the creepy raven will leave me. No one stays. But also, can we reflect on the fact that there's a raven that was apparently having some issues just going, never more, never more, Well, the never raven more. comes in after like, this and goes, never more. And I was like, he's your mate. He's like, he's your mate. And he's not paying attention. He's like, I have problems. And the raven's like, never more. Never more. I like, will never leave you, never more. So when he insulted him, he was like, well, I never. And he was like, everyone leaves me, even you'll leave. Never more. You've been, your girlfriend is dead. You've got no mates like, here. I am here for you, mate. Guys, you're going to see a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, Everybody drink. Everybody drink. It it says angriness at carrying on recording the video. But I've started a new one. It's all good. I hope mine's been okay. 
I mean, it says it's still recording. Oh, it, a thing came up saying maximum, max, maximum, maximum file size reached, but we're all good now. Oh, that's what mine was, but it's still recording, so I assume it's... Mine said it was still recording, but I got scared, so I did a new one. Anyway. <laughs> um, mine did it like half an hour ago. It's still recording, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the bird fine. said nevermore. And so um, at this point, everybody drink. Everybody drink. Hmm. We should introduce a rule. Every time you lose the pure place in your notes, you have to waterfall until we find it again. Not me. That'd be even harder. Um, so yeah. As <laughs> yeah, we should stop drinking. <laughs> as he said in that last bit, he's like, I think all this raven actually says is nevermore. I don't actually think he was answering the name. So, uh, further embarrassed. <laughs> further embarrassed. <laughs> further embarrassed. Um, yeah, so now he thinks the bird, uh, the bird doesn't understand what he's saying. And he kind of concludes that he thinks the reason the bird says nevermore is because it was with a previous owner that came to a sticky end. And somehow within this whole process, the bird picked up the phrase nevermore. Oh, like that, that is quite a convoluted view of it. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, like, you did a long journey to get there. I'm not entirely sold, but um, whatever makes you sleep better. Denial. However, um, but the raven still beguiling my sand fancy into smiling. So the raven's still there. He's there for you. You're going through this shit. And he's making you smile. So how about we give the raven an, uh, a, a, a little bit of credit, all right? So this I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing. Give me a word. <laughs> no syllable expressing to the, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. It sounds like you guys are having a connection. <laughs> I ship it. I ship it. I think they're getting on. So he's having like a good old. So he's looking at the raven. We're like, we're having a connection. And he's like, you know what? This is quite a lot. I actually need to pull up a chair and have a little think about all of this. So he pulls up a chair opposite the raven, has it to sit down. He's like, he's like, so it's been an evening. And as he's sitting, and now I fancy a raven. <laughs> I've had some evolutions this evening, and as he's he's thinking, his head starts nodding, and um, he starts thinking about his dead girlfriend Lenore, and he's like, I'm never gonna see her again. And then he starts losing his shit and he basically starts saying he wants respite from his memories of Lenore. So basically he wants to forget no, her. Like... Yeah. Oh my God, this is a lot to get into. So he wants to forget her to basically end his suffering. Um, and the bird and the bird says, nevermore. Uh, to which I'm like, the bird's like, no, no, we're not going to forget her. We're going to cherish her memory and we're going to get through it. I'm not leaving. I'm here with you to like, work through your grief. We're going to get through this together, mate. Don't worry. About. Yeah, and we're not gonna forget Lenore. She was one hell of a babe. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna she be was there. A babe, to be fair, we like Lenore. Lenore was a babe. Well, apparently. Um, but the bloke, you know, dickhead number one over here, he says, "Prophet," said I, "thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether temper sent or whether tempest tossed thee the here ashore." That's the uh, Shakespeare reference. I got that all on my own. Um, oh, well done. Well, it does literally say the tempest, but whatever. <laughs> Desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted. There is a desert island in the tempest, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Turn the page. Oh, 
Hello. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. What even happened then? I don't know. Oh, I'm just going to keep my finger there for a we minute. We drank. We drank, guys. Um, is there is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. I... So there's no balm in Gilead, lads. Apparently that's what we've concluded. I thought he was going to ask about Lenore or something. He's like, tell me, tell me. Have you got any balm over there? Or do I have to pop to Superdrug beforehand? <laughs> what do I do? Katie? He's gone. Ooh. Hello. I'm just Drink. readjusting the camera. All right. Fancy. Well, then, everyone, while Marsh is busy, let's all have a drink and talk about it behind our back. <laughs> God. So, then he asks the raven, basically, have you, you seem to be otherworldly. Is Lenore knocking around anywhere? She was one a hell of a babe. And uh, the raven goes, nevermore. I mean, like, she's dead, mate. <laughs> so, just being realistic. And he is not happy at this reply. So he says, be that word our sign of parting. Bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest of the night's plutonium shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Nevermore. And I was like, look, I understand you're emotional. You need to have some pushback right now. But I ain't going anywhere, mate. We're going to figure our way through this. We're going to get through it. <laughs> I was like, I'm here for the raven. Oh, do you want I like no. the raven. He's a good book. He's a good guy. I, this guy's grieving. I'm sorry. He's grieving. Where are his other mates? There's no other mates at the door. He says they've all left. The raven's just like, I heard you crying, reading your solemn love books. I'm here for a little bit of support. And he's just like, get out, horrible heathen. They're like, all right, rude. But I'm going to support you, mate. All right. I, I, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> but uh, do you want to hear the last verse? <laughs> I would like to hear the last verse. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming, and the lamplight over him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. So he's got lifelong depression. And at this point, with like, because the raven only has one phrase, I was really reminded of like, have you seen like those singing fish on like plaques that fishermen have? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I can imagine his mates being like, oh, he's been going through a tough time. So I got him like this raven that just like chat shit. Like, yeah, I hear that really what? backfired, mate. <laughs> he did. He did not like He that. did not like that. Now, I'm going to finish this with a little thing. Is the name Lenore made up to rhyme with nevermore? Or have you heard it before? Well, it's like an abbreviation of Eleanor, isn't it? Right. Now, the only time I've heard Lenore, other than this, in its original thing... Is the fabric conditioner? Yeah, now fucking think about it. So Lenore is nevermore. Hence, like, dirt and stains are nevermore. Dirty socks, Lenore, nevermore. I was like, that is the fucking best name for a laundry detergent I've ever thought of. Or well, I didn't think of it. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the best? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, Lenore. I was like, I'm sold. That that is a clacking idea. You know what? We use Lenore fabric conditioner at work, and it does smell very nice. It does. And are the stains and smells never more with Lenore? Sure. Sure. <laughs> and no, they're just like we just wash like you know. Um, gowns and stuff so it doesn't really get that smelly so Lenore is a great name for a fabric detergent I was like I, I mean Lenore does doing. a great job mm, I see what you're doing I, I see ya I, I see ya I see ya so cute well was the raven I enjoyed it as we Ooh. I tugged it again as we said before uh, we should have got some sound effects but we'll have to provide them Something wicked this way comes. Enjoy, guys. For anyone who didn't get that, that is a reference. What? That is a um, reference to the third Harry Potter when they have uh, frogs join in with the singing. I was going to say, just going to see our viewership just drop down to zero. I'm just like, don't have a little Bye, guys. Um, right, well, shall we say shall we say goodbye to our lovely listeners? Are you not going to do... You sold you sold the red mask. All right, shall we go through it very quickly? Because I'm aware that we only said we'd be here for an hour and people might have things they need to do. So, basically, the mask of red death is about the red death. Who knew? Who knew? That's this time when there was a pandemic. So, as you can imagine, it's very fitting for this time of year. <laughs> this year in particular. Spooky, spooky. So... The story follows this prince who, um, in order to stay away from the from the um, the Red Death, he sets up his holiday house, which is basically a massive castle with all his mates, mm. and so they go into isolation. Into I think lockdown. you said basically in that, by the way. So, oh. so yeah, they go into lockdown, which is order. what we should have done fucking ages ago. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen the update, guys. Are we in lockdown now? Oh, yeah. Is that what's happening? If anyone knows what happened in the press conference, please comment. Let us know. Did Boris Johnson ever stop watching us and go, like, you know, actually do his job? Yeah. So um, it follows this guy and he has, um, like, he basically makes it a massive party where they stay for six months and have a BG time. So they've got, like, they've got dancers, they've got musicians, they've got alcohol. They're having a great time. Yeah. Um, and it, it did make me think, like, can you imagine if someone hired you as a performer to live with them during lockdown just to entertain them? Like, Okay, like your ordinary awkward. house, no. But if they had, like, a massive house. I've been watching a lot of Below Deck. It's, so it's like, they, that's what like, I said, it's like a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So it's basically that. So they end up having this masquerade ball. And it's like, is it masquerade or... Mask, all right. Are they all wearing masks? Because, uh, you know, yeah. they should be. Um, so they're having a good time. Uh, when they suddenly notice a peculiar stranger walking amongst the corridors. But no one really pays them too much attention at first. You know, they've been there six months. It's not like you know everyone or anything. But they're all wearing masks and everything. But he's walking quite slowly. And they're kind of like, meh. Anyway, we're all drunk and not socially distanced. So... I'm way so, outside yeah, the rule of six. So they're boogieing, having a BG time, when suddenly he starts. People start to notice the peculiar person, and you know, rumor starts to spread that there is a stranger amongst them. 
And it kind of spreads Sorry, just to interrupt you really quickly, Katie. They haven't even had the press announcement yet. He's live at 6.30. Oh, still my watching. God. Yeah, he's still he's watching. He's still watching. Hi, Boris. Hey, Boris. Get the fuck right, away. We'll wrap it up for you, Boris. Yeah. So, yeah, the rumour starts to spread through the party, much like a virus spreads through a school. <laughs> I was very proud of that one. I, I like um, that. I feel I didn't appreciate I, it much, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing I can add to it. So shut the schools. He's wandering through the um, like the party, and then now people start to notice him. And he has described his venture was dabbled in blood. His broad brow, with all the features of the face, was bespeckled with the scarlet horror. Like you didn't notice this stranger amongst you who's literally drenched in blood. <laughs> oh, I didn't want it to be personal. Come... I thought I'd just let him get on with it. There comes a point. When you've had too much wine, and that point is when you don't think there's an issue of someone being literally covered in blood. Yeah! <laughs> well, so everyone to their own. Yeah, it's taken them a few hours to recognise this guy as someone different. And he, like, kind of goes up towards the prince. And the prince, who's, like, really cool and hasn't gone stir-crazy at all, yeah. he's like, oh, someone making a mockery of this terrible time. Seize him and hang him. And it's like... Mate, you can't just kill people. You can't, like, but doesn't it not, sound like Boris? Like, not, uh, and the people disobeying the rules. You don't really have any you really fucked die. up. Oh, but those outliers, it's all because of them. It's all because of them. Exactly. So um, he tells every. So he's like, sees him, but everyone just sort of draws back because they're like, nah, there's something weird with this guy. And so, yeah. with no respect for the two meter rule, creepy dude walked straight past the prince. He passed within a yard of the prince's person, and while the vast assembly, as if with one impulse, shrank from the centres of the room to the walls, he made his way uninterruptedly, but with the same solemn and measured step which had distinguished him from the first. So it was the way he walked that made him stand out. Not the Not blood. The fact he's covered in blood. <laughs> Who's that Again, guy with a too much wine. tap? Like, oh, it's that guy covered in blood. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, he's, he starts wandering through the halls again, and everyone's a bit like, ooh. And the prince is like, I ain't having no one ruin my lockdown party. <laughs> and so takes after him with a knife. So, again, the prince is really stable and chill. Really chill. Um, and, yeah, and runs after him. He bore aloft a drawn dagger and had approached in rapid impetuity to within three or four feet of the retreating figure. Again, no social distancing here. When the latter turned suddenly and confronted his pursuer, there was a sharp cry and the dagger dropped, gleaming upon the sable carpet, upon which instantly afterwards fell prostrate in death the Prince Prospero. That was the (gasps) last name. Oh my gosh! Prince Prospero did not prosper well when not still distancing from the virus. That was some ironic naming right there. Yeah. It, it was a little bit. Yeah. So he continues to walk around the corridors and now was acknowledged the presence of the Red Death. He had come like a thief in the night and one by one dropped the revellers in the blood-bedewled halls of their revel and died each in the despairing posture of his fall. Spooky ominous note to end on for Halloween. Too close to home? I guess so. Maybe? Yeah. I, I felt chilled. I, I don't know how obvious it was so, it cut um, out from me for a second then. So I might need you to do a quick summary of what just happened. 
Everyone died because the Red Death got in. Because they weren't. Because they didn't do lockdown good. and they didn't upgrade. Well, the no, walls. they did do lockdown, but they just oh. didn't do it very well. There were like 200 That's people in I one mean. house. That's what like, I mean. They didn't do it properly. Like, so this is why, Boris, you want to give it a good old think, okay? Maybe shut the schools and universities and colleges too. Yeah. 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 Or you're going to yeah. have the red mask of death happening. Yeah. Maybe we should send him a bit of Edgar Allan so Poe. If, you, if you've got a castle and you want to spend lockdown in the castle, go for it. But maybe don't invite 200 people to live there, not live there with you while you party, don't party and drink a lot. You're probably going to get corona. The rule of six. I mean, it has got some credence. I mean, now just stay in your own yeah. household. Just stay. Just stay. Just stay. Just stop. 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 <laughs> he used to uh, walk dogs and train dogs. Stop! <laughs> so yes, the Red Death is uh, perhaps too chilling a tale given the corona times we're living in. Um, too, too real, too real. Too real, man. God, too real. So oh. Harsh. But thank you, everyone who's yes. been watching with us. I've had a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I've had a blast. I've, I've drank my way through... Two and a bit glasses. That's quite a lot for Katie. <laughs> it is quite a lot for me. I don't drink very much and I haven't eaten that much today, which is, that, that is quite shocking for me. I tend to eat quite a lot. Oh, there you go. So she needs to go and have some dinner now. Me too. Oh, I have to cook my dinner. Do you have to cook your dinner? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Oh. Exciting things await me. And what's everyone else having for dinner? But yeah, thank you so much for tuning have, in, guys. Have a wonderful dinner. Yeah. And good luck with Boris's announcement i hope it finds you okay and if we do have another lockdown yeah. look after yourselves and your mental health and if we do have after. another lockdown katie can okay or nay this now i'm thinking we should release the first episode of wuthering heights on monday if it's another lockdown do it and possibly if it's then not i'll have it do this it. time so yeah so that will get you guys soon, through it's a bit spooky Spooky, spooky, spooky. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, and yeah. listen out for Monday. Woo! See you guys later. Bye! 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 For fuck's sake. Bye.